You said you wanted to be Chris Brown, right? You said that. Nah, I thought I could have sworn you said that. Bro. No, I said Michael Ely. I nah, said, fuck bro, it, I'm willing to go out like no, Michael No, bro, I could have sworn you said you wanted to be Chris Brown. I never said I wanted to be Chris Brown. You, you definitely you said transform you transform you. That's what bro, you, you definitely said you wanted to flip a hat onto your toe and flip it back onto your head like you was in Stomp the Yard. Bro, I don't know I'm, why you not, lying. Um, nah, I didn't. You I don't got a lot of, bro, you don't got a lot of us, bro. Bro, you don't got a Bro, you ain't got a lot. You ain't gotta lie. You ain't gotta lie. And yeah. you know that, right? I think Kendrick was talking to you actually. I'm not gonna hold you. September nah. Butterfly is still the greatest album ever. Greatest album of 2010, the decade of 2010. <sighs> Name an album better that came out in 2010. I'm waiting. Um, Pink Panthers. That's 2020. They don't count. I would agree with you, but that's <laughs> I would agree with you. I mean, that was 2021. That's that's a whole another decade. I would agree with you on that one. I forgot we in a whole another decade, bro. I'm not even gonna hold you. Yeah, no, nah, it, it uh, you don't really like acknowledge that shit till 2025. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. Like, I'm like, this is 2021. We living in right now. Dang, if I okay, bro. If you think about it, mm-hmm. I don't even mean to start the episode on this. No, shit, I already but... know Pimp a Butterfly is definitely a classic and it's up there in the 2010s. I'm trying oh, I wasn't to... even gonna say that. Oh, uh, I was gonna say, like, if you think about it, bro, we lost two years of our life. Yeah, we don't care about that shit. Yeah, this shit gone, bro, and just never getting it back, bro. You just got that's the wor- that's the craziest thing about it. Like when, once time is gone, bro, that shit is literally gone. Like, no going back. Like, niggas, like I said, bro, we talk we talk about it all the time. Niggas literally woke up one morning thinking it was about to be spring break, and then the world just turned to shit. Like, niggas, damn, we've been in a pandemic, which is still going on now for literally a, almost two years. Yeah, and niggas still not gonna learn. So it's like niggas literally lost two years of their life, bro. Like of not able to do certain things. I mean, shit is starting to open up more now, but motherfuckers is not still out here getting COVID, bro. Yeah. No time. But at least more people are vaccinated now. <laughs> I get like you know, even if you get COVID, the bounce back is still gonna be is gonna be great. So yeah, niggas gonna be straight off that. Nigga, what I work with people that's not vaccinated, bro, and that shit be like, maybe they not vaccinated and don't wear masks, and I just be like, hey man, niggas be coming up close talking to me. I'm like, yo, talk that way, b. <laughs> yo, talk that way, b. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, I feel like, yeah, he just don't care about that shit anymore, bro. It's just like. Bro, we we outside with it. It's like you know, we, that's not about to stop our days for real. Cause like, like what is, what is we doing still in here? Yeah. Like I understand both sides, bro. Boom, I know it was better to to pip a butterfly. The Macklemore album. Start this episode, bro. Start this fucking episode now.
Hey, yo, don't nigga. Never, 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 I'm going to cancel. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Now, fuck that. No nigga that thought he was gay in the fifth grade is ever. Yo, like... yo, stop. 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 You see how quick I stopped laughing? We done. We done. We done. Let's get the show started, bro. When I was in the fifth grade. All right, bro. That's was... <laughs> what he said, third grade. But it was it's cool. When I was in third, I don't give a fuck. You still ain't goat, bitch. <laughs> Ain't no nigga that was shopping in a thrift shop gonna tell me he better than some pimp butterfly. You just mad because he got sixes made for him. Yeah, I'm hating, bitch. Let me stop. <laughs> hey, yo. Uh... If I really had to think about like albums that would be up there with like to pimp a butterfly, probably my crazy life. Would yo, be I was there. just gonna say that. A lot of people like really shit on it when I say that. My Crazy Life is a classic. It's definitely There's no classic. skips on that album. I don't know who was shitting on it, but clearly they're shitting on their own life, and they need to seek uh, medical attention and therapeutic attention and spiritual attention. Man, niggas <laughs> really be tripping when I say that, bro. My Crazy Life is a classic, bro. Just for a debut album and no skits like that, bro. Nah, bro. Like, you can't tell me... Just because, like, I don't know, I guess because a lot of people just like, oh, he's he, YG, he just talks about gangbanging. But it's like, no, nigga, he had a bunch of storytelling. It was like, it was bars in it. It was, it was like, yo. It was like love stories in it. Like, yeah. he was circling every, like, area for real. Niggas are saying it was gangbanging. They just hate black people. That's really all it is. They don't what, do it to you? That song is great. Like, what? Hey, come on, bro. What? Meet the flockers? Me and my bitch. It, it, I was about to say that. Big and back being bull. Like that song got was what left right was on that one? Yeah. Left right was on that one. Like nigga and the movie to go with the soundtrack. Yeah. What? Blame it on the streets. Come on, man. Come on, man. Stop blatting me, cuz. Stop cousin me, blood. <laughs> nah, bro, I say that to this day, bro. That joint is a classic, bro. I don't know who was really sleeping on that joint for real. Bro, my crazy life is a classic, bro. I don't care what nobody say, bro. That shit's a classic. Do I got any more albums? I don't think that. I think that might be it. Um, I know there's probably a bunch more, and they just probably listening. Like, bro, why aren't you saying this one? But I can't Both even. Time. I'm trying to really think right now, like an actual like body of work where it's like, nigga, I cannot skip one song off that in the 2010s. Mm. I mean, Good Kid, Mad City also came out 2010s as well. I mean, but I'm not. I was even thinking about Kendrick albums. Well, no, I was just talking about albums in general that that did come out in the 2010s as well. That came out. Then I'll probably say all three because I'm a Kendrick fan like that. So hey, yeah. You would definitely get three spots in the top five. Shoot, what else you could say? I'm trying to think. What's another album where it's like from top to bottom? I listen to, and from did watch the well, did watch the throne come out in 2010s? I think that came out 2011. Let me see. Yeah, so what? you could say watch the throne. That's no skips. Hmm. When did that come out? It gotta be at least either 2010, 2011. Yeah, 2011. Yeah, okay. Definitely can't. Okay, so yeah, watch, watch the, the that one of them songs. Um, 
damn. This I mean, pretty good. You said what? That was on nine. I'm trying to think, like, what else was a. I think so much music came out in that. I mean, so much music comes out all the time, but a lot of music came out. This is like you just can't pinpoint. And also, because niggas just have very short attention spans, so it's like. Oh yeah, we deal. We deal oh. with recency. A recency bias. I know you just learned that off of Twitter, but yeah, uh, it's just you know what I mean like for the moment we just so behind shit, and then the next moment we literally forget about it. So. Yeah, we have short attention spans. Very much so, and that's literally because of America. That's literally just because of white people and media and propaganda. Bro, let's just get to the let's just get to the show, bro. I'm not I'm pumped. Nah, I'm about to get on. Oh nah, nah. I'm Martin in the room for Malcolm X's. I'm ready. Yo, yo. <laughs> I'm ready. No, I'm fucked up. Did you get that from Lil Yachty? <laughs> yeah, that's about to be a caption soon. I'm using that. I'm Martin in the room for Lamar. I think you want to be Malcolm X in the room full of Martins. No, I definitely want to be Martin in the room full of Malcolm X's. So you're going to turn the cheek? Huh? you going to turn the cheek? Bro, I, bro, but my niggas ain't going to keep it peaceful. You feel me? I'm going to be the one that try to just resolve this in an orderly manner. My niggas is out here aggressive coming at hard. No, nigga, who tripping? Nigga, me <laughs> like what? He's getting active. All that stopping and popping. <laughs> all that stopping and popping, nigga. Yo, in the pocket, man. But right. anyway. Welcome back to another episode of the Air Podcast. It's your man, AZ, a.k.a. Royal Rugrat, a.k.a. Fifth Street Shorty, a.k.a. the product of the motherfucking GMAE. And I am in the building with Father Mike. What's poppin', y'all? It's your boy, Father Mike, in the building, a.k.a. Mr. Kendall with the Pepsi, a.k.a. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Where I was really about to say something else, but literally, like as I was about to say it, all that just came to my mind was DJ Envy. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? DJ Envy? Envy, Envy. Yo, what is with you with DJ Envy, bro? Bro, that dropped me having me crying, bro. And because, like, the way that he be placing it in the song, bro, it's like you don't even expect it. He be like, DJ Envy, Envy. That nigga was listening to a whole bunch of Desert Storm, bro. Bro, it just be coming in on the drop beat. You like, hold on. He <laughs> coming in on the down beat. You like, why you put it right there? <laughs> he wants you to know he was a part of this. Bro. Like, he just got the joint at the last second. It was like, I'm about to just put my drop anywhere, bro. I'm just bro, nigga, here, 47 he seconds. to be the rapper, bro. All the time, bro. You just put that joint at 47 seconds. It's like, all right, bro, but publish it. The funny thing about it, I was just watching an interview with Envy and Mano today. And he was saying that. He was like, nigga, like, because even before, like, like when he uh, started and shit, he was saying DJ Envy, something like a rapper. He was saying, he was like, yo, I'm going to be the rapper, but I'm the DJ, like. I'm going to buy cars like the rappers. I'm going to buy jewelry like the rappers. I'm going to get fly like the rappers. Because he was like, when you think of other uh, DJs, he was like, you think of swagless niggas. Like, 
He's like, you think of fat swagless niggas when you think of other DJs. Fat swagless. He was like, he was like, no disrespect, but he's like, you think about Funkmaster Flex. You think about Mr. C. He said, you think about fat sweaty niggas with towels on their head and just DJ. That's because they beefing with. No, I don't think he because he was he was what's the call with them? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh yeah, shout out. Never mind. No, never mind. Never mind. DJ Envy, I was about to say something that we can't even say here. Yeah, I'm gonna cut this word, but I was about to say, yo, shout out to Mr. C. But I was like, nah, nah bro, don't shout you. that nigga out. Hey, all right, let's just move forward, bro. How you been doing, bro? You been good? You been, you been kind to any people lately? No? I'm giving... kind every day, bro. Oh, are you giving generous donations and everything? You, you know I don't mean? know about generous donations, but, you know. I mean, it doesn't have to be monetary. It could be, you know, generous donations of the mind, generous donations of, you know, intelligence, emotions. Yes, every day, bro. You know, vibrancy, day. things yeah. of that nature, man. You know what I mean? You ever have to work at a job and fake laugh all day? That's generous donations. Yeah, that that is that is a generous donation because I I don't have to smile at you, but yeah. I'm lucky. I, I'm lucky. I have a mask on because people don't see it. But literally, like I just be like, ha, 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 but I'm don't. I'm not like nigga. I'm laughing, but shit ain't funny. Bro, if you laugh like that, bro, I'm definitely gonna walk away. What's <laughs> <laughs> wrong with you? <laughs> I was just making a noise. I'm not really laughing. <laughs> I'm like, like, all right, you have a nice day. (laughs) (laughs) You have a nice day, sir. Clearly, we have it. Two different perspectives. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with that nigga? (laughs) Hey, yo. But, damn, man, what are we getting started with today, man? Hey, man. Just talking about getting help to reach the top, man. Getting help to reach the top. Mm-hmm. You want, you sure you want to start? Actually, I don't even think I want to start off with that right now. I think I want to okay. start off. Let's start off a little on a little lighter note. Not that much lighter because you know it's still dealing with you know higher ups and authoritative figures supposedly. <laughs> but you know we got let's just bring up Fifty Watt, man. Oh, this nigga, bro. You wanted to go there? Yeah, you know I mean. This is scary, scary, baby. Come on, man. Why would you do that? Hey, why? That's the only reason why you wanted, you wanted that to go first. <laughs> Listen to Fetty like crazy, bro. He's going to choose to sing the, the, the longest and the highest pitch note this nigga has ever sung. 17. Don't continue. He's not going to finish. Anyway. It's, it's, okay. All right. We can stop. There. Hey, man. Shout out to Fetty Vandross, Fetty J. Blige. Mr. Zubir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas be talking about Joe and Avant. Nigga, that's Fetty right there, boy. That's the real singer, nigga. Yeah, that's really yeah. Nah, he definitely was seeing Keith Sweat under the table, bro. I'm not even gonna hold you. Yeah, bro. And it's not even and I troll a lot, but I ain't even no troll, bro. Hold time, bro. TGT who? <laughs> Tyrese. <laughs> Sounds of love making who? <laughs> it sound good. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, you ever rapped about a Remy Badu, nigga? No, nigga. <laughs> but what what's going on, Mr. Zuvair, bro? All right, let's get more serious because this is a serious topic. No, it definitely is. Definitely, it is. really is. 
Now, if y'all don't know, uh, you know, Mr. Fetty, Mr. I don't even want to, yeah, let's just say Mr. Fetty because Mr. Wop sounds crazy. Damn. Um, but it just sounds, anyway, uh, Mr. Fetty has been arrested by the FBI in New York City at the Rolling Loud event. Um, was it this past when that happened? Like this past Saturday? Friday, I think. Friday to Saturday. Friday or Saturday? I think it was Friday. Yeah, Friday. Because I think that was the first day of the uh, Rolling Loud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. See, it's okay. Thursday it was. Oh, it was Thursday. Yeah, he was taking that city field, um, mm-hmm. in New York. Uh, they were saying, according to the legal docs, that Fetty allegedly, you know, Fetty and, you know, other people in his camp were distributing more than 100 kilos of cocaine, heroin, Fetty, you know, special, of course, and crack cocaine along across from like Long Island all the way to Jersey. You know what I mean? Getting this shit all the way from the West Coast, bringing it over here. They got like 1.5 million cash. You know, 16 kilos of Coke. Jeez. Two kilos of that heroin. Got the Fetty, got the pills, got the pistols, got handguns, got rifles. And it's it's not looking too good, you know, because they're saying that they are convicted of these uh charges here they they could face life in prison you know and i mean this kind of just caught me by surprise like i mean i knew he came from that lifestyle of course because you know trap queen i'm gonna say his, his like, breakout like, single was yeah like queen. literally like his, his life right there like he needed a trap queen to you know manage the band up but then it's like a lot of rappers they rap this shit but don't live it yeah so but you could like, tell that he was living it. Mm. You could just tell. There's sometimes where it's like you, you see how the video was made. You see like the attire that they chose to wear for this video. <laughs> like, bro, you knew you was gonna be on camera. <laughs> 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 and, you, and you're still looking like that. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> like the just the scenario, the setting. Like, oh, this is really okay. Paint's really coming off the walls. Like, hey, yo. That's where all right. Oh, yeah, he's living a trap for real. Oh, this is actually like your home location. Yeah, what's that <laughs> meme? The meme with uh with Goofy. He said, "Damn, bitch, you really live like this." <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, but you can tell. Like, like I was even saying that the other day when I was listening to uh, who was this one one woman I was listening to, Murder Monroe. Oh my God, stop! Hey yo, we're not gonna. <laughs> Anyway, continue. Lovely woman. But um, yeah, even when I was saying like how like her old videos had like that like that amateur type of look. Like you could see they was still up and coming. Like they was really like still in the trenches type shit. Mm-hmm. You feel me? That's how he was coming. So you already knew he had kind of like a background in this. But you know, you thought just with you know his success and the music game, you know, with his you know, appearances, you know, for different endorsements and things like that. You thought, you know, yeah. lifestyle would have been left behind them. You know what I'm saying? But I think this this story can go two different ways. Mm. I believe this is a story of how people should learn to save their money. Yeah. Uh, combined with 
really like how much the fall from grace really could take for me to where you could be the biggest artist or biggest per like biggest artist, biggest athlete, just biggest person in the world. And that fall from grace could take you to some low points to where you're doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing. And then I think you can go with rolling loud might be connected to the feds. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of these, I heard that like a lot of these like festivals and like just like events, like venues, like consult with the police that they're, you know, around before like actually letting the artist take place just like so the security can do or like the police can do like background checks on the artist mm. you know and to see like you know what they on you know what i mean like before they hit the stage so if, if you like so if you tell like you know these people like hey i might have this artist come back and they tell you like hey you know he ain't really supposed to be here like we coming from don't book that artist you're putting them in a bad predicament I mean, but I can't really say that just because, like, I mean, I don't know if they told him or not. But if they didn't tell him, then, yeah, that's really wild. Like, nigga, why don't you let him know? Like, hey, you, th- this could be hot for you. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean, like, you might want to. I mean, but then again, even if they told some of these things, I don't think some of these will care, bro. Like, yeah, like that's also that inferior, that inferior, what's the word? Inferiority complex. Yeah, if you, yeah, exactly. If you're, if you, yeah, um, <laughs> fleet, and fleet. <laughs> in that complex infusion, you know, yeah, vitamin infusion, complex, complex magazines. But yeah, you know that's that complex. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know they ain't like, hey man, like I'm the shit, bro. Ain't nobody gonna touch me. Murder, man. Yeah, all that. The freedom murder. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> cocaine music. <laughs> all right, all right. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. Oh, what I was saying, yeah, you feel me? Like, it's like, yo, you just feel like, bro, ain't nobody gonna touch me. Like, hey, man, I'm on top of the world. And even Fetty, to a certain extent, you know, he had what the nigga had four hits back to back to back to back. Like, so imagine I mean, all the but money. But then you again, you got also things like when was those hits? No, no, but I'm just saying his mentality, though, like at the time. And then, like I said, like the conversation of fall from grace, like. The nigga had four hits back to back to back, plus a Drake feature. It's like, it don't get no better than that. But then you go from that to then, like, you started a whole wave, and the industry ran with your wave and pushed you out and made you look like you was outdated or made you look like you was, like, you were in the past when everybody's doing literally the imprint that you gave to them. So then it's just like, you know, you go from that to, like, all right, now you're not getting as much shows and now you're not getting any as many features. And then on top of that, you got nine kids. So I know that child support like a motherfucker. And then on top of that, you buying houses, you buying cars and shit like that. But when you're doing all this stuff and money is not coming in, it's like, how are you supposed to maintain? How, like, And then, you know, pe- being in that position, you want to keep up with the Joneses. So it's like, fuck, I mean, I'm not getting no shows. I mean, he started, like, it was crazy because, like, he had those what, I'm going to say three or four down years? And then he started to rev back up again. But then as soon as he started to rev back up, COVID happened. So then that's just another hit. So it's like, shit. Okay. Where does this lead me to now? Now do I have to go back to my old lifestyle to maintain? Like, is that one, th- is that one way he's thinking? Or is it like, 
fuck it. It's any means, like, by any means necessary. Like, I just got to get it anyway. Like, you don't know what goes through a person's head when they, you feel me, go all the way from the top to being back to where they was before. So it's just like, yeah, that fall from grace could be a motherfucker, man. Man, could you see, like, the money is tempting, bro. Like, yo, you're getting 1.5 mil. Like, they said they recovered 1.5 mil in cash. Mm. So, like, you clearly see the money good. Yeah, and I think that also plays into, like, people feeling like they can get more. Because yeah. I was even watching a video with this dude. He was like, if you got 1.5 mil in the street, most niggas don't even see 1.5 mil. He was like, when 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 motherfuckers get to 500,000 in the street game, the feds is usually on them. So for you to get 1.5 mil, you should just cut all ties and just be gone. Like, people don't become billionaires off of drugs. It doesn't happen. The only people that become billionaires off of drugs is the government. And you're not the government. So it's just like... Nah, there's plenty more white people that get rich off of drugs than they're not in the government. There's plenty of people. Okay, well, I'm speaking for black people. It's not going to go the way you think it is. It's only going to lead two ways in the dope game. Jail or death. And I'm thankful that, you know, Freddie didn't have to see the death part, but I'm not thankful that he has to see the jail part of it now. And it's just like, bro, you made it to a certain extent. Yeah, maybe you don't live the same way you did in 2014 and 2015, but, like, you feel me? You still had a, you know, you still got a chance to, you know, make shit pop and make shit happen regardless. But it's just like, like you said, you know, it could be a situation, like you said, keeping up with appearances, or it's just like, you feel me? I got I got kids to feed. I got shit to do, you feel me? So it's just like, it, it, it's crazy. It had to go like that. Everything is just the, the white man's fault, bro. I'm not even going to hold you. <laughs> Because I already know I could but just... It's funny when you say shit like that, people will look at us as like, oh, there they go blame again. Like, it's the white man fault for everything. The white man ain't tell you to go sell drugs. The white man ain't put you in that position. You could have been a good person. You could definitely put you in that position. We know that. But the, to the outside, people was like, you know, that's the whole thing that was like, we got to stop blaming the white man for everything. Like, you could pull yourself up from your own bootstraps. Like, That's another white man propaganda right there. I know this. What you just got <laughs> I know. I'm say. not saying, I'm yeah, not I know, saying yeah, yeah. you don't know, but I know. Like, you know what I mean? That's just another white propaganda just to forget about it. Because people could say that, because t- people could turn around and say about us, but like, me and you never did that. Me and you went to school. Me and you, like, you know what I mean, became good citizens. But it's just like, it's a lot of factors that played into the reason that we're that way. Exactly. You know what I mean, I mean, we it seems like we the ones that are still following that we following all the guidelines to be successful, but it's still outside uh pressures, aka white pressures that are still oppressing us and are still having us in these fucked up situations. Like, it was if the way that we the path that we following, we supposed to already be rolling in the money, <laughs> like <laughs> you feel me, or like clearly on track to, yeah. Yeah. You clearly see it's just everything is just a facade, bro. And that's because of the white man, bro. Yeah. Don't but, even get me started on that. I mean, you know what? I said don't even get me started on that because it's just gonna it's just like that the white man could just do so many things that black people just can't because of the system that they made up out of thin air. That's the way the cookie crumbles.
like the fact that they just are allowed to do so many things and then when we do the same type of shit we get jailed or killed or ridiculed or criticized and my thing is right okay because we have this conversation a lot when it comes to america like non-violent drug offenses or just non-violent offenses it's like why am i going to jail for life over pills and weed and heroin it's like that even though that, that stuff can't kill you don't get me wrong it can't kill you but it's like i never hurt nobody you know at least the people that i'm selling to in a sense is like they're willing food participants you know and shit like that like and it's just like when it comes to us it's like okay well you're going to federal prison life x y and z but in other communities, it's like, well, this is a situation that they're in. They need help. So we're going to give them, like, rehabilitation centers. And we're going to do X, Y, and Z for them. And this, for them, this is an epidemic for them. But for us, it's like, nah, y'all just, y'all going out there to do those drugs and be fucked up or sell it to your people and shit like that. Like, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous, man. I mean, it's also because a lot of this, a lot of these, like, rules are really geared against us. You know I mean? It's geared towards white people, for real. Like, it's just, you know, hey, we can do this shit, and y'all can't. Like, just simple as that, man. That's even leading into the next topic, man, because niggas hate niggas. Hey. And that's the white man's fault. That niggas hate niggas. Because even when niggas trying to do a good thing, bring their niggas up with them, bring their little ones up with them, is niggas that is the first one in the comments, the first ones in their face, ridiculing and criticizing them for bringing their young ones up. Like, Crazy. it's just... What you talking about there, man? What, what, I, mean, what? I mean, of course, I'm talking about, you know, the whole Dwayne Wade thing, man, but, like, it's just mm-hmm. a whole bigger issue into that, like, mm-hmm. and because it just sparked off because the whole... You know, Zaire Wade again signed in the G League to the Utah uh to the Utah's team. Yeah, um, to Utah Jazz uh, G League team, their affiliate, the Salt Lake City Stars. Yeah, and you know, people are getting mad at it, uh mad about it because they like, Oh, he's not that good. Oh, he's only getting it because his dad is a part owner of the of the Utah Jazz. His dad basically got him that job, bro. Bro, that ain't even fair. He ain't even working for it. He just ain't getting, bro. He, he just took a spot from somebody that was really working hard, bro. That nigga been working since he was 13, bro, in the gutter, bro. That nigga coming from Louisiana, bro. That nigga was me, bro. He was me. He took my spot, bro. That's nigga what really, yeah. niggas really want to say. That's really what niggas want to say. He really <laughs> took my spot, bro. Yeah, the time, he was nowhere near on these niggas' radar. That would have been me, bro. But I tore my ACL, bro. But this nigga's out here working, bro. This nigga's out here doing three balls, bro. <laughs> like, shut up, nigga. Like, I'm really, like, that's just be irking me. Like, nigga, of course he did that shit. I mean, of course he not gonna say he did that shit. Yeah, he not gonna come outright yeah. and be like, yeah, I gave like, my son a job. Yeah, because like... Even if he was to say that, I don't think it should be a problem if he was to come out and be like, nah, he's, yeah, it's gonna be a, it, The only reason it's gonna be a problem is because like, it's actually like, you can't do that. Like, that's illegal. Like, they made a, a law against that. But niggas do not that's follow illegal. that law. That's illegal? Yes. I never knew that was illegal. Exactly. Because I think it's in like some... 
I think it's like in like some worker laws or something like that. Where it's like, let me even fact check myself. But I think like in some worker laws, it's like it go it's a law that's against nepotism. Oh, like you can't just bring people up with you, even though that's a fucking lie. Because every white (laughs) CEO, every white manager, every people keep keep businesses everywhere, practices in the families for generations. How is generations? Like literally, how do you think these families have a big? How do you think we know about these families? No, <laughs> it'd be motherfucker. I forgot who was the person that like created some shit. They try to be like, oh, he got it out the mud. He created some shit from his garage. The whole time he had like a three million dollar loan from his parents. Wasn't that um? I know it was one of them. Either like Facebook or Steve Jobs or some it was shit. Either, like yeah, I'm gonna say it was either Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs, or Bill Gates. One of the two. One of the three. I mean, it was one of the three. But like, yeah, motherfuckers. They they try to make the story of yeah, you getting out the mud. Yeah, we doing this out the garage. It's like okay, yeah, pause. But, Mm-hmm. All right, that's a bet. It's not. It's not illegal. Oh, it's not illegal. No, I don't think that's illegal. All right, so fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. Yeah. What, nigga? I'm. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm definitely bringing everybody. Oh, okay. So it says nepotism isn't nepotism itself just isn't illegal, you know per se, but mm-hmm. nepotism has a possibility of triggering a title whatever claim so like a claim against you based on like discrimination mm, from okay. other people like oh you just getting your kids or like you're not giving any you're not even looking to give anybody else a job like mm. you're trying to get i'm gonna be like uh yeah but you know it's <laughs> funny like even that uh that whole zaire thing it also makes me think about when black people do uh nepotism in a sense how like even like the outsiders look at them as being bad. Cause I remember even with LeBron, when LeBron um had you know Rich, he had uh was it Rich Paul, Maverick Carter, and um I think it's Aaron Ramos or, or Ernie Ramos is like these his people that he grew up with and like um had around him and like I think he put was it Rich Paul I think he put he paid for his college to make him his agent and stuff like that and to get him into the room and getting other signing other players and stuff like that and um. You know, people had a problem with that because even Phil Jackson even came out at one point. I think he had wrote in his book was like, "You even see LeBron and his posse, aka his niggers." Like that's what <laughs> Phil Jackson wanted to say. He just wanted to say he, his he, was like, he got niggers. his posse in a door. LeBron and, and the pack of niggers. Yeah, basically, give he, it up for LeBron and the niggers. <laughs> 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 but yeah, Phil Jackson was like LeBron came in and he he switched the game about you know having agents and signing deals and stuff like that because he put his people in there and stuff like that and he only did that because he's the biggest player in the game. But it's like okay, wouldn't you want your people be in that position to do better? If I have the money to pay for my man to become an agent or to go to a get a certain trade and stuff like that, so we can make money together, I'm going to do that. Exactly, like, but if I have with somebody I trust, and if I have somebody that's already in my circle that is already doing a job that I need, why wouldn't I hire them? Like, if they're already doing that job well in wherever company they're already doing it at, or if they already have expertise or experience in whatever field that I need, and they're like able to do it, I'm hiring them. And even like, if they even if they express to me that they want to do it and I have the funds to able to get them to do it, yeah, I'm gonna support them. 
Like, what? I'm at least trying to find you something. Like, I'm yes. not about to just be like, nah, bro, you got to go through the process like everybody else, bro. Bro, if I already can see firsthand what you're able to do, why would I put you through this process? Oh, I already saw, I already, you basically already went through the process already. Like, oh. by being my man's, by so being like, my own, like, by being my that, Like, with the Phil Jackson thing, somebody so you rather him be like, "Hey, yo, bro, I'm gonna give you this uh, money. I'm gonna give you my NBA money so you can go buy drugs and go bring guns in the hood." You want me to do that instead, or you want me to do something meaningful? Like, I don't know how people be thinking. Like, do you want me to beat Elon Musk and fund <laughs> Dub SP? Hey, yo, because <laughs> he really do fund. Yo, don't say that, hey, bro. He fun them, bro. He fun them, bro. Tesla went up too much, bro. Hey, going crazy because of Elon. Tesla went up too much. You say he fun the dumbest. <laughs> going crazy because of Elon, bro. Hey, yo. Elon is starting the gang war. <laughs> yo, chill out, bro. Yo, not Elon the headmaster, my... <laughs> Rosecrans, Elon bro, stop, is starting bro. the gang wars, bro. Stop the violence, bro. Yo, Elon has nothing to do with Dub SP. He has bro. everything to do with them, bro. I'm convinced, bro. <laughs> it's really like it's too much evidence not to back it up. Bro. <laughs> Elon dropping guns off of the hood like Tesla. <laughs> He jumping up off in Teslas, bro. Yo, bro, he get a bro, he get a colonels of the gangs, bro. He just give them niggas the latest Tesla, bro. He's like, bro, drop off these guns, bro. Now, if I see if I see a Dub SP member in a Tesla, then I'll believe you. But I don't bruh. think none of them niggas got Teslas, bro. All right, we gonna maybe see Jay, that. maybe Jay, but everybody else I don't think so. All right, we're going to see. All right, if WSP is the next niggas to go to NASA, I mean, next niggas to go to space. All right. Hey, yo, niggas banging in space. <laughs> let me just tell you, bro. If I see them banging in space, bro, I'm going to just be like, all right, what else you need to know, bro? What yo, bro, we got to right stop there. this, bro. I right really want to meet Jay Worthy one day, and he might hear this and be like, nah, yo, I'm going to punch all you. Right, shout out to Jay Worthy, bro. Shout out to all them niggas, man. Yo. On the drugs and all that, man. Drugs. Yeah, but nah, Elon is definitely creating a gang war. But anyway, um, yeah, man. Like now, of course, I gotta you know just admit it and be like, of course, I'm being one sided and meaning that black people should get nepotism. I mean, we're we're biased, bro. It's the least that y'all niggas can even do, bro. Like racism, like slavery, um, (laughs) like pay us back, nigga, like. At least let us bring our niggas up. Bro. Yo, yeah, if you're not if you're not gonna give us reparations, then let's let me make at least my let us make. bring our niggas up, bro. Yeah. Like, like, literally, the least y'all can do is let us have nepotism. Hold see, yeah. like, and not care, like, actually champion it. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, like, I'm I'm gonna be making posts, like, hey, I just signed my man's to a deal. Oh, <laughs> hey, my man's is my new contractor, man. Like. That's really how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to do it in-house. I was literally just talking to my youth church, my youth leader yesterday. Because mm-hmm. he was asking me about um, just my field and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, man, we're actually doing, like, dramas and uh, and things of that nature. You know, you should help out. Like, you know, you should videotape it. 
to work on your crafts and things like that. It's that simple. Now I'm going to be like, whenever they need me, I'm going to be recording they, uh, they skits, they dramas, things of that nature. Mm. It's all in-house. Like, why would I need... In that case, why am I outsourcing for somebody else to do it when I literally have people in this church that can do it? Mm-hmm. So why can't that be the same in the workplace? Like, yeah. I'm really not... Under- I think that would make companies... But then again, that could go both ways. Because even, like... You could do nepotism and it can backfire horribly. Oh no, it definitely can. You definitely yeah. it, it definitely is niggas that will hire somebody that's completely unqualified for the job. Yeah. Like But if you know they're qualified, that's a different story. I know but, that's what the, yeah. the term I'm speaking in. If like if I can see that's what I'm trying to make clear. If I can see that you have some expertise in this field and mm. I need somebody in this field, I'm probably gonna look at you quicker than Somebody else is just sending me an application. Because even if you think about it in a sense, too, like, I be seeing, my like you know, I'd be seeing things like even like what, like when people, when, when certain kids go to college because their parents went to college and they get in because of AK legacy, like I think it's like a legacy scholarship or something, whatever mm-hmm. that thing is, like that's basically nepotism. And it'd be times where like you would see like people would go to college and they don't even want to go to college, but they just get in free because of legacy. And go there and fuck off. It just be like, bro, I'm gonna just sit in the room and smoke weed all day. Like I ain't, I don't care. Like, but certain people could do that because, like, nigga, my my parents got it, so I can literally come to college and party and not give a fuck about this work. And then that's when you really talk about taking the opportunity for somebody. And when it comes to shit like that, because you fucking off just smoking weed, chilling and shit, but somebody else really didn't get in because, all right, like they only have a certain amount of scholarships and like they was like, fuck it, well. You know what I mean? I like your fa- your family, they they donate to this college all the time. So you're gonna get in regardless. But oh boy, they had the fucking damn near ace the ACT and the SAT back to back and fucking coming from another like from another part of the world, like they can't get in, but you can just sit there and smoke weed all day. Why the motherfuckers not you know what I mean? And the great words of Chris Tucker, money talks. That's really if I get if I got the access to do that, Jane. And it's like, of course, I just want black people to have the nepotism, but I definitely see why white people would want nepotism to themselves. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, I got the if I got the funds, if I got the relationships, I can build that. I can have that power. I can have that access. You know, now it's really just what you about to do with that access and that power. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, as black people, it's, it should be people like Dwayne Wade, we should really be championing. Like, mm-hmm. ain't doing this to fuck off. You know, Zaire ain't getting in this to fuck off. Mm-hmm. Like, they hear about business. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the people that at least appear to be here about business, we should, like, and also, support them. You know? Also, like, I think it would be... Uh, oh, my fault. Go ahead. Nah, you good. Continue. No, also, and I think it's a difference, like, Say if like his son didn't really care about basketball and he doing mm-hmm. it on some like, oh like you know what I mean since I play ball you gonna play ball like no he has his own love and passion for it and even you saw like his senior year of high school he didn't get no love for like from being Dwayne Wade's son he really had to grind that shit which made him go an extra year to a, a a prep school and then like you feel me like COVID happened so which messed him up so it's like he really wants this as much as anybody else fuck what his dad got going on. He wants it as much. 
So it's like, yeah, if I see my son really wants it, and like this is really what he loves, not just off the strength of me, off the strength of himself, yeah, I'm going to put him in a position to get it. No lie, I would be mad as shit if my son was really about to make it to the NBA and this nigga said I want to do musicals. So you're basically talking about Snoop Dogg's son? I mean, I was talking about Troy Bolton, but Snoop Dogg. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) It's the perfect, they actually, it's the same situation. Because literally Snoop Dogg's son was in his last season at UCLA, I think it was, right? Yeah. He he was just like, fuck, I want to be a director, bro. Now, of course, Snoop could just be like, all right, <laughs> like you got it, bro. <laughs> but somebody that's probably like banking on this kid, like to really make it, you know, it might, it might take a little more convincing, you know. Yo, a nigga be like, yo, a nigga is two months away from the drive. It's like, yo, man, fuck this drive, bro. I want to bake pies. I actually want to start a canoeing company. Yo, like motherfucker, you are gonna get this ball. I think my dad would like to start choking me the fuck out. <laughs> come here, come here, come here. <laughs> you are ticket, bitch. Come here. You <laughs> go start hitting me with the ball, bro. Nigga, <laughs> 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 you gonna dribble today, nigga? <laughs> Shut up and dribble for real. <laughs> Pound that ball right into your chest, bro. Yeah. So you are not making that decision. Right you said, you said, you said, what the fuck you just say to me? Nah, bro, I can't do that, bro. If any, if my kid ever said that, bro. I'm sorry, bro. I probably got to use manipulation, bro. I just got to start tearing up. Yo, I got what is wrong with you? I'm sorry, bro. Nah, bro. The bag is too close. The bag is too close. <laughs> nah, bro. You're not about to abort this, bro. Yo. Nah. Yeah, you got to go in that nigga room and start throwing bills on the floor. Nah, bro. You see this car? You see that two way Tactics is going on, bro. <laughs> I'm going on survival mode, bro. Hey, yo, I'm gonna just come in this room, bro. You got, you know, we, like in the movies where they be having that deep ass talk, like, no, son. <laughs> Back in my day, yeah, <laughs> I just start making up mad stories. Yo, yo, you gotta just start saying random shit at the dinner table. Yo, you know, I ain't been on vacation like five years. <laughs> No, damn, bro. Hey, boy, you remember? Hey, boy, you. Hey, boy, you remember when you said when you was when you was nine and you said you was gonna buy us that big house with your NBA family? <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. You remember that? You remember that? Honey? You remember that? <laughs> you remember that? Baby, you remember that? I remember, you remember that. that honey? Yeah, <laughs> like it was yesterday, man. I was. <laughs> you was just a small little. I. Uh, now nah, we gonna go to your dream. That's what we gonna do. <laughs> 
Shoot, your dream I remember, was you, I remember you was 12. You said you was going to give me a meal off this GP, but you know, I don't care. You said the signing bonus money was mine. Ugh. You remember you said you was going to give me that black Ferrari? Yeah. <laughs> when you signed your contract? Yeah, <laughs> 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 you said I randomly just come in the room. Yo, man, yo, yo, you hear them brakes in that car? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, I'm break screaming, man. They singing, bro. I know you heard me driving in right now, man. <laughs> oh, neighborhood. Yo, you ain't hear me come in? Yo, 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 that alternator loud, man. Nah, bro, you just gotta start ignoring that nigga, bro. You talking about now? Nah, I want to be a film director. You be like, nah, I want to be a a a a motherfucking gymnast. You feel me? I just want to start a gym and some shit. You know, Yo. no, no, fuck that. I want to. I just want to make coffee. Fuck it. I just want you know, just set like some random shit, bro. You just gotta ignore him. You just gotta come in the next day. Hey, so what suit you wearing for the draft? I'm like, yeah. this <laughs> but this hey, yo, so do you talk to the draft. coaches? Are y'all running a zone or y'all doing man to man? So which coaches you be in contact with? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> y'all ain't even gonna make any calls. So did Chicago say they had interest in you? <laughs> uh. Hey, yeah, you know the combine in a couple weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so are we lottery? Are we mid-second? Where we Make going? sure you get your you ticket know. for the combine now. <laughs> the lower the picks, you know, the lower the money, man. Where we going, bro? <laughs> That's some fucked up shit. A, I would never talk to my pops again. <laughs> I wouldn't speak to that nigga for nothing, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, bro. <laughs> yeah, your sister want to go to prom, man. You know, I just got finished telling your sister that, you know, she probably not she might have to give a community or something. Uh, you know, we kind of spend all the funds on you, man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to do that nervous chuckle, you know? <laughs> you know, man, yeah, I kind of put, you know, kind of 100000 in debt. Actually, 112 to be exact. <laughs> uh, 112 and 38 cents, but who's counting? But no, nobody, you know I mean? I just, you know, I was just checking through it, you know, a couple of days ago, maybe yeah, October 29th. But it's... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I just got it done talking to her. You know, she was crying, but you know, <laughs> crying. you know, you know, she's strong. You know, you know, we made we made y'all to be strong. Hey, you man, know, we but, told her, yeah. you know, it's either job or military at this point, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying. You military. don't want your sister to go to the front line, do you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, your sister don't know how to handle a gun now. You know, she almost <laughs> shot Uncle Ricky the other day. Yeah, you know I mean? she she didn't grow up in a bad spot like you. Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of, it was kind of hoping that you know, you know, these payments would have paid off by now. But you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, we already accepted that you were coming to your third year. You know, <laughs> you know, you kind of should have left your freshman, but you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, we was we was still supporting you, man. You know, you know, fifty two thousand dollars later, you know, <laughs> we was just wondering if that support could be, you know, reciprocated. Yeah. If that it's, it's probably motherfuckers really out there living like that too, which is the funny part. No, it definitely is. That you know, it's just niggas that don't know how to talk to their kids, bro. Yeah, no lie. And it's really no, honestly, a lot of us just don't know how to talk to people, like especially younger people. 
Like mm-hmm. I was even realizing that um even again, like referencing back to when I went to church uh yesterday for no reason. Like literally it was just some uh I guess like some summit for like leaders and there was like a special guest that came. Uh what's her name? Uh, I don't even trying to remember her name. Dr. Tamara Henry. Mm-hmm. She's from New York. I'm from New York, New York. Uh, you could definitely hear an accent, that Jamaican and New York accent. You could definitely hear mm, okay. very peppy, very hyper. I just love the energy. But she was talking about like how, you know, a lot of us, when we just even talk to the youth, the younger people, we don't really like, you know, talk to actually like help them. We kind of just talk to you know, just give a, a quick solution and just get it over with. Like we, like the whole thing. We talk the whole down. Problem, yeah, we talk down in a sense. Like you mm-hmm. know, it's a condescending way. And it's like, a power dynamic. Yeah, they basically like because I'm older. Like clearly, your problems are are not that, you know, are not that big of a problem. Since I'm older, I'm always right. Like listen to me. Type B, but not even really just to listen to me, but like even when say you trying to help some help somebody or help a younger person and mm-hmm. their problem like even the the small things that we may say that may just be like cliches like say like you know young and just broke up you know just broke up with his girl or broke up with a uh with a with a guy you know what i mean and like they just feel heartbroken and you just like oh that's just puppy love you're gonna get through it like you know yeah you know you think you're trying to help like you really just minimizing it like yeah you're dismissing their feelings like they yeah, really feel like, away about think it's like yeah you really think it's like yeah, it's whatever for real like you know she was really just talking about like how we shouldn't aim to get like to a solution in really just one conversation because mm. more than likely that's just not the case like this person's gonna be feeling this past that one conversation that we had like mm-hmm. like even though we may have made them feel better because we're actually even speaking this is the fact that we're speaking to them about it you know showing them that we care like, we can't just, you know, Rome wasn't built in the day. You know, the whole cliche. That's a fact. Like, you just can't finish all. You can't just solve everything in just one Yeah, day, my emotions is not just going to leave after this. Exactly, bro. Like, I'm st- my mind is still going to be racing about it. I'm probably going to even forget what you said right after I leave. Oh, Tom, I still got to go home and feel this. <laughs> exactly. Or, I, or you still have to go home and, and deal with whatever you're dealing with. Like, whether mm-hmm. external or internal. So... Mm-hmm. You know, she was just speaking on really just how to actually when you're communicating with the younger people to really like ask the more open ended questions, not asking yes or no questions, mm-hmm. you know, being transparent with them. Not, of course, like just glamorizing your, your bad history, but like showing what you learned from it mm-hmm. and saying like, you know, even just small things of like when you offer suggestions, not to offer things like oh, you should go about it this way or try going about it this way. But instead, if you have like a story that relates to the story they're talking about, after hearing them out, you should be like, well, I have something like I can relate to what you're going through because I went through so-and-so and this is how I got through it. You know what I'm saying? So maybe this might not be for you, but I'm just showing you how I got through it. Mm-hmm. So it could be a light. You know what I mean? And always ask them um, how they feel about it. We are, we never really, ask, like a lot of times, even when we're trying to help people, we never really ask them, well, how do you actually feel about the situation? 
Mm-hmm. Like, why is this irking you? Mm-hmm. Like, why is this actually like on your mind so much? Like, what's really the issue? Like, what what what, what, what are we really doing here? Of course, not you know just going right to the meat and potatoes off the jump, but like you know mm-hmm. down the line through a couple conversations, a few conversations, you know, probably start really over. No, like you know when they have when they're actually ready to open up to you. That's also another thing we gotta learn is just patience for real. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree with that. Exactly, being and patient I, with one another because I feel like a lot could get done if we're being patient with one another. Like just stuff. rushing to like, like, like I said, I think we had that like, even conversation earlier about the whole grieving thing and how, like, you know, what I mean, talking about Snoop Dogg and how his mother passed, but he literally was on an interview the next day. It was just like, it's no patience. It's no time to get through what he's getting through. He's literally, I just keep working. You feel me? So it's just like, yeah, I feel like a lot of things will be a lot better if we just had time and patience. If we could just able to slow certain things down. Yeah, because rushing things is really just going to bring regret. Um, what's the other R word? Remorse. Remorse. Is that the R word I'm looking for? I don't think that's the R word I'm looking for. Oh, okay. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Rebellion is another one. Rebellion, okay. But resentment, that's... Resentment. There we go. That's what I was going to think about. Yeah, it brings those three R's for real. Mm. You feel me? Like, And it it really feels... um, What she say? The fiery independence that the youth have to just get up out the house. Like, even how you talk about it, you just got to get up out the house. Yeah. But... Hey man, all all that goes to say, my kid's going to the NBA, man. Fuck that high school musical shit. That's yeah, happening. You not about to. This kid gonna be Troy Bolton, bro. Nah, bro. I will get Vanessa Hudgens transferred the fuck out of here. Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> You're not doing that, <laughs> nigga. I'm using my nepotism. <laughs> this is how I use my nepotism. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> He's like, yo, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, you gotta, you, you gotta <laughs> you get out of body. Here, you gotta dip. <laughs> hey, yo, you just gotta meet up with her pops. Like, yo, your daughter really, you know, she, you know, she really trying to mess things up for the boy. You know what I mean? Yeah, for the boy. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta break a deal. It's like, yo, if you transfer her, bro, I'm gonna break you off 20K, bro. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my son is already clocked in for a top five pick. <laughs> so you already know about five percent. Wait, of that it wasn't wasn't the nigga Troy Bolton dad the coach? Yeah, I think he was. I would have been fighting that nigga in the middle of the game. Oh, bro, what? I <laughs> been said, get off him! Get off bro, him! I would have I would have squared up with him like my name was the game, nigga. Yo, what? Yo, I'm in that practice, yo. That nigga Corbin Blue had to grab me off of this nigga. <laughs> nah, nigga. <laughs> What? The coach, stop, stop, no, no, no. Nah, nigga, you thought Austin Rivers didn't like his dad? That nigga ain't gonna like me. (laughs) He ain't gonna like me, man. (laughs) Austin Rivers ain't like his dad. (laughs) Yo, (laughs) son. Like, nope. Mm -mm. You ain't doing that. Nigga called timeout, start choking the shit out of his kid. Let me go, let me go, let me go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey yo, 
That would but, be hilarious if, like, when what's it called was on when Doc and Austin was on the Clippers, and that nigga called the timeout and just started whooping his son. He said, "Fuck that, now I'm going to dad mode." What are you doing? Bruh. What are you doing? <laughs> nigga, the NCAA, the police, <laughs> and CPS would all be arriving after that game. Hey yo, <laughs> not gonna hold you. Son. It's gonna be that's just gonna be it, man. I'm like you're grown as hell. How are you beating me? <laughs> Because you're not doing what the fuck I'm talking. You over here want to be fucking dancing and shit. Nigga. Like I told this. you to run a one-four flat. <clears throat> this nigga over here want to be in plays and shit. Yo. What the fuck? You telling me you skipping practice to be in the gardens? Yo. <laughs> I was skipping practice. To dance around the hall, bro. Yo, son. Like, out, what? Nah, bruh. I'm not, nah, bruh. You're not about to skip practice just so you could go to the greenhouse upstairs, bro. Yeah. We're not doing that, bruh. You're, nah, bruh. You're doing suicides when you get here, bruh. Like, we're going Wasn't to... Wasn't Corbin Blue the one that wanted to be a chef? Yeah. Yeah, it was Corbin Blue that wanted to be a chef. I mean, at least a chef, you could... Nah, still fuck that, bro. Especially <laughs> you're black... Oh, hell no, nah, bro. You're the star of this team, my nigga. Stick yeah. to what you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that wasn't Corbin Blue. That was the other black nigga. No, but Corbin Blue, nigga, that's the one they pointed the ball to. Oh, no, they pointed the ball to the other nigga. Yeah. But that applied to Corbin, too. You said what? That applied to Corbin, too, but he was just <laughs> singing along. They, was trying, they, wanted to sing it, they wanted to sing it to Corbin, too, bro. But he had curly hair, so they didn't let him do it. Hey, yo. You feel me? Why are we having a whole high school musical breakdown right now? Why that nigga look like Mario for real? I was really thinking that nigga was Mario when that movie came out, bruh. This is the Why We Here podcast, <laughs> man. Um, if you don't know why you're here, come back nah, to figure it out. Nah, bro. But man, nah, he's not gonna tell me, bro, did not look like Mario, bruh. Yo. That nigga said, ooh, uh, <laughs> ooh, yeah. Ooh. All right. Bro, and we yeah. are definitely out, man. Nah, uh, bro. We continue in this joint. Bro, we ain't even finished, bro. We ain't done. We done. We not done, bro. What else is there left, bro? Bro, we still got Alpo in the Alpos. I mean, do we, we still have got Alpo now? We still got Meta getting away from world peace. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I think we okay, we can jump into meta. Jump into meta. I don't think we gotta get into alpha. All right, we could get away. Because we already an hour in. I'm gonna cut this out, but we already an hour in. Who cares, bro? We could go two hours in if we wanted to. That's yeah, true. We could. Pause. I mean, you wanna get into alpha? Okay, we say it don't matter because I'm thinking like we an hour in, you know. I mean, but... we could just go over it briefly. It's not really much to get in okay, other well, than I I thought bro was already dead. The there rest in peace. All right. The rest in peace, man. But I mean, I thought he was. I thought he been got got. Okay. You know what I mean. All right. So, well, I mean, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Back to high school musical. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So I guess you know, straying away from high school musical, definitely we can get into um, you know, what we just found out earlier today, um. If you don't know, uh, Alpo Martinez, uh, he was a drug dealer from Harlem 
whose the story of Paid in Full is loosely based off of. Um, he was the character. Uh, he was Rico, that was uh, portrayed by um, Cameron. He was uh, recently this morning. He was recently killed in a drive-by shooting in Harlem. Um, he was fifty-five years old, and um, it's just crazy that like you know I've seen a lot of comments talking about people like you know Karma has no time, Get Back has no time, like, but it's just it's it's wild to me because just like okay, you know people. Maybe killed him because he was a snitch, and maybe killed him because all the bodies that he accumulated all of the times uh, throughout the times of him being in the drug game. But it's just like, okay, say if it's really mainly because he's a snitch, right? I he what well, he well he recently just got out probably like a year and a half ago, maybe two, and it's like, so we killed him this fast, but we didn't kill six nine. Not saying I want six nine to get killed. But that just makes you think, like, we will kill our very own before we kill somebody that's considered outside. You know what I mean? And it's just like, that's just crazy to me. Like, I mean, granted, 6ix9ine ain't, you know, killed multiple people and stuff like that, but he did bring a whole enterprise down. So if we always talk the street shit of, we hate snitches and we hate this and that, X, Y, Z, this man 6ix9ine be outside. Why would he touch him yet? But we quit, niggas was quick to kill Alpo. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that he did like he didn't deserve it or he should have got it. Not saying that, but it's just like we would kill our own faster than we kill anybody else. And even me and my mom had a conversation earlier. Like we'll do stuff to each other before we do stuff to anybody else. Hence, why George Zimmerman is still out here. You know, shit like that just boggles my mind. Well, <clears throat> I do agree with the last part completely because, nigga, we definitely will kill ourselves before going to kill other people and I'll get back to that but to address the 6ix9ine joint that nigga's still hot so clearly nobody about to touch him the Alpo joint wasn't that quick cause you say you've been out what one to three years already no he's, he's been out he's been out I think like a year and a half too so it wasn't that quick you know you said he was able to do interviews and shit like that so like yeah. he was outside too yeah you know what I mean? So it wasn't just like right away. And I don't think it's gonna be right away for six nine either. Again, because like he's I don't think six nine's ever gonna get touched though. I don't think he is either. I mean, but that's also because like his status is still up there. So it's like even if nobody really gives a fuck about that nigga, once something happens to him, he's still gonna ring, you know, ring bells in the news. Mm-hmm. So it's like is it really worth it at the end of the day? But I definitely agree with what you guys said about niggas killing niggas and niggas not killing us. I mean, niggas not killing people outside of niggas. Like, and it's really just because of, well, one, proximity. That's a big part, yeah. And just redlined us. And two, because of conditioning. Because, like, we really was just conditioned to believe that we couldn't kill someone outside of our race, even though we shouldn't kill anybody. You say, yeah, that's, that's really the bottom this. line. We shouldn't be killing anybody. Period. Unless it's self-defense. Yeah. And in that case, I mean, hey. But, you know what I mean? Like, we, we, we have this conditioning to believe that if we kill someone outside of our race, especially an Asian or white person, 
that nay, we will have the entire law book and all of the Supreme Court's feet stomping on our face. Oh yeah, you getting that needle, boy? You're done for, man. You're done, so. Nigga, you might but then, yeah, I think it's the same with anything, though, because even if you kill a black person, you're still getting wiped, too. You're mm. mm. still going to get life, regardless. If you get caught. If, if they if, care if, to catch you. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you don't want me to start bringing up top 10 deadliest cities, nigga. Hey, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these that's making them murders ain't getting <laughs> ain't getting charged. Yeah, they walking around with tally marks, they on some on some killmonger shit. Like, it's it's a lot uh, overall. Of course, like if again, if you get caught, the evidence leads towards you, then very possible you could get life. But the attention. Just on black people killing black people is just not the same as a black person killing a white person. It just doesn't garner that attention on the usual. Mm. And I mean, to have hundreds of people dying daily, yeah. thousands of people dying daily from gunfire, mm. and not that many people really getting caught and uh, like charged with anything. It's just like life is going on and they moving on to the next body. Because yeah. they they we we conditioned to think it's just niggas. <laughs> niggas die every day, b. Yeah, like this. And that's crazy. Like, we just talking about we talking like, about Alpo and shit like that, bro. Literally, because like niggas die every day. And that's literally even going back to me just talking about cliches that we say that we don't even think about. Like niggas die every day, b. Like that's literally a mentality that's put into our head to just be like, oh, niggas die every day. So it's like. You know, I might as well just not be that, you know, sensitive. We, we're really desensitized to, you know, black killings now. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, it's just another nigga, man. It's just, hey, man, we just got to get through it for real, man. You know what I mean? Hey, man, it's just, uh, it's just another day in the hood, man. It's just another day even these, man. And it's the truth, but it's a sad truth. Like, it's not a truth that is, like, should be celebrated, not a truth that should be championed or just accepted. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, like, we just really don't, like, they just taught us to really not value our lives. That's really just it, like, overall. That's why it's so easy for us to kill each other and so easy for us to get away with. Because mm-hmm. niggas is not caring, bro. Like, even the other episodes when I was talking about the lesser dead, most of the lesser dead are black people. Mm-hmm. So, niggas don't really care. But if you make it a white person and they at least middle class. <laughs> He has another thing. You got to worry about the class now. If it's a, Fuck it out of here, man. You feel me? If it's a trailer park, you might, yeah, I mean, you still might yeah, get the, you know, rebellion, but that depends on the city you in. But if they middle classing up, get them out of here. <laughs> Ejected from the game, boy. What you he, thought it was? He was a disgrace to society. Whole time, bro. Throw that whole book at his face, boy. The rules right to your noggin. Because that's just that's just a stigma that comes with whiteness. Like it's like a, a, a imaginary aura of protection around them. Mm. You know, and the same thing has mm. the same type of aura is around black is around cops. Mm. That's why niggas don't shoot cops. That nigga that's why niggas that's why niggas don't do 
That's why niggas don't jump cops. Because mm. that same aura and stigma is around them. That if I if I do anything to this person in the uniform, the repercussions will be ten times worse. As opposed to if I just jump this nigga at a party. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? That's not funny, but like niggas be getting fucked up at the party. Bro, they be getting Yo. Nah, bro. Nah, you bro. <laughs> When I saw your bro's story, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, you saw that story last night? <laughs> bro, they was going crazy, bro. I was like, where's Batman to save the day? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where the bat signal at, bro? He was just Bruh, Yo, they was putting hands and feet on that boy, bro. But that goes to show you black Batman don't care about black people. <laughs> Batman don't care about this. <laughs> <laughs> man, that nigga Batman was in a bar getting drunk. He didn't give a Whole fuck about what was going bro. on outside. Bro was over there trying to look for more people to take pictures with, bro. Whole time, bro. That He's nigga said, Where was Batman at? <laughs> <laughs> they was fucking that boy up. They was fucking, bro. <laughs> Hey, yo, yo, because nah, I was watching that when it happened. Like, I'm sitting here, like, yo, they really wilding, bruh. Bruh. Like, they was going too crazy, bruh. Thankfully, that nigga made that kick, that saving uh, goal kick when he did, bro. Yo. Because that was. I don't even, what was we even talking about? We talking about the whole Alpo thing, where he just got to that. But yeah, bro, that shit's crazy. That shit was funny. He said, "Where was Batman? Where is Batman?" That nigga said, "Nigga, Batman took a video with Xavier." And nigga started seeing black crime shit. All right, he said, "This is not my jurisdiction. This is not God." Yo, hold on. Is there even any black people in Gotham? I don't think so, bro. I think they're all criminals. Yo. <laughs> Not Koji. <laughs> <laughs> they are the criminals or little kids, bro. I don't think I've seen them. I don't think I've ever seen a black person in Gotham City, bro. Just chilling, bro. Like, I don't think I've ever seen one, bro. Yo, Batman probably just be beating niggas up because they black. <laughs> What are you doing? Come over here. What are you doing? You got that beanie on. <laughs> Yo, imagine you're just trying to walk down the street and you just see a nigga swoop down on you. Like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? Now you has just screaming on the sidewalk with a broken arm, bro. It's <laughs> gone. Yo. Yo. I'm really like, yo, I'm thinking about all the Batman. What the Wait, no, wasn't Morgan Freeman in one of the Batmans? Uh, I don't even know. I think so. I think so. I think the one, like, the one where he Ledger or something? I don't know. I, I really he, wasn't watching the Batmans for real. I, yo, I think it was only, I think he's probably the only black person I've ever seen in Batman. I'm but pretty sure somebody bro, might that that Bro, that doesn't count, bro. That's Morgan Freeman. Bro. Hey, yo, yeah. People, people don't see Morgan Freeman as black. They didn't see Morgan Freeman. Bro, Morgan Freeman is Morgan Freeman and Nelson Mandela, bro. Yo. That's really all Morgan. Yo. Yo. Oh, Tom, bro. That's really the only two people he is, bro. 
Yeah, because it's certain like black figures and black people that like they're seen worldwide as just a person. Like it's Morgan Freeman and it's Oprah. Like they're not seen as black; they're just seen as them. Yeah, that's yeah. Who else, now I'm trying. Now I'm believing, thinking like who who other black people are just seen as them. Morgan Freeman, Oprah, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Probably Michael Jackson, top four. Yeah, yeah, they're like because, like, you can go to any section of the world and people know them. Maybe I don't know so much about Morgan Freeman in a sense, maybe a little bit, but like, no, Morgan Freeman, you'll definitely he's like known. you go anywhere in the world and say Oprah, say Michael Jackson, or say Michael Jordan, it's just them. It's not, oh, you know, the black person or that, like, you know, it's just them, like, Shaq. <laughs> nah, Tom, you could say Snoop Dogg too. Snoop is just looked at yeah. as Snoop. Yeah, you could say Snoop Dogg. Yeah, you was because even just him linking up with Martha Stewart and everything, people just look at Snoop as oh, that's just the smoking weed motherfucker. They don't look at him as like you know that nigger over there. Yeah, like, but definitely, I think Oprah is number one for sure. Like, she crosses many different boundaries and. Things of that nature. But that pipe? Nah. Nah, I can't say that. What? I was gonna say Beyonce, but like you know she be showing her blackness for real. You can say Beyonce too. You can say Beyonce. No, but like usually like when you like when Beyonce comes up, sooner or later her blackness is gonna come up. Oh okay. I'm talking yeah. about like people where it's like you could talk about them for a good minute and not even mention that they're black. Yeah. You feel me? The Rock. The Rock can definitely be um, Yeah. But I'm about to say, come on now. What? The, look at The Rock, though. People look at The Rock and don't see black, though. Because he doesn't have... He's, you know, he's passing. So people don't even equate black to him. No, I think it's just because they. I think it's just because they smell. What? I think they smell what the rock is cooking. This motherfucker. Okay, we're <laughs> done for today because he's just saying whatever. This is the Why Are We Here podcast. If you don't, and for the last time, I'm going to say this. If you don't know why you're here now, come back next the week rock to figure says, it out. The rock says cooking. Shut the fuck. All right, man. It doesn't matter what you got to say. Peace, man. Fuck high school musical. God bless, man. God bless.